0: with Jesus, and I'll tell you the reason why, your soul shall live forever, and your soul shall, shall never, shall never die, oh, you sweet. hey guys, how y'all doing, welcome to my podcast, y'all know, if y'all new here, whatever, take a seat. Sit down, chill with me for a little bit. It's nice. It's polite. You are listening to a tribe woman of God. I am your host, Destiny. I'm also very hungry, so if you hear my stomach growl, mind your business. So I was walking by my prayer wall today, and I discovered a simple, beautiful gem that I did not know before. I was so heavily. You know, invested on praying for my enemies. Now, if you haven't heard my episode on praying for your enemies, you should probably check that out. I think it's a good episode. I learned a lot, and from that, I do have an update. I probably already said this. The teriyaki place that I prayed for—who—who had the rude manager? Tell me why that place is not there anymore. The teriyaki sign is gone. I didn't do anything but pray, and I'm not going. And I'm not saying that's the outcome. Of every time you pray for your enemy. All I'm saying is, won't he do it? Anyways, (laughs) so I'm looking at my prayer wall and I notice I'm like, why is that person's name up there? I've literally forgotten why I've had beef with probably half of the people I have up there. I have eight folks, eight or nine up there, just in case you wanted to know. So with that being said, the gems that I have found just from that epiphany, that moment of like, what the heck? Why did I put them up there? I have been allowed to forget about the beef. Once you, once I gave it to God wholeheartedly, immediately gone. Well, not immediately, gone. I can't tell you when it was gone. But the fact that I look back and it's like, oh, why are you, why are you up here? It's really good. Looking at the names, I'm like, you know what, Destiny? You were just feeling some type of way probably. And it probably was. But nothing is too small for God. So give everything to him because little hatred, little hatred, I think is the best word right now, that you have can grow into something big and be bothersome and detrimental to you. And that's not good. We don't want that to festering your all. So give it all to God. If it means something to you, if it has penetrated your heart, if it has made you feel any kind of way, hurt your feelings, give it to God. And that's what I did. Gave it to God. And now I don't remember why half them people are up there. And again, like I said, I pray for good things. I don't pray for nothing bad. And I, uh, the reason why I paused so heavily <laughs> is because I had to make sure I was telling the truth. I don't pray for anything bad. However, I don't pray in such a way that is um, fluffy per se, and I don't pray for bad. I'm just like, you know, touch their heart, renew their mind, you know, help them to see what they're doing so they can understand, you know, whatever the case may be. I I want it to be a teachable moment is what I'm trying to say. Not only do you end up, did I end up forgetting about why I had beef with them, but the whole frustration and disappointment because you know you you know have a couple of days or weeks where you're talking about the situation and you upset. Nothing. That's all gone. I don't even have nothing to rebury up and be like this situation, now I remember one situation, but I remember how I felt when telling the story about the situation and I don't have that anymore. So that's amazing to be free from that is a blessing. That's good. That's not what we're talking about today, but I I thought I'd just add that in as a for free, you know, little sprinkle of this, sprinkle of that. Anywho, let's get into the real topic of the, of the, of the podcast today, which is the importance of reading the Bible for yourself. I used to be the person who was, who leaned heavily on the tweets From the Bible app and from other Christian people, when Twitter was a thing for me, I would only do the daily Bible thing, look at it, move on. I would lean on what my granny had to say about the Bible, what my mom had to say about the Bible, what the pastor had to say about the Bible. But I did not sit my coconut head down and read the Bible like I should have been. And this is why why it's so important. Because if you don't, you don't have truth to stand on. As far as the Bible goes, you start just believing what you hear from other people because you feel that they are a viable source. I felt like my granny was a viable source. She's not going to lie to me. I felt like my mom was a viable source. She's not going to lie to me. So on and so forth. The pastor, he up there, you know, in front of God and everybody else. He ain't going to lie to me. Recently came to a situation where I try to motivate somebody to read the Bible because they have so much to say about the Bible and that's fine. I try to meet people where they're at because you're non-believers believing in this religion and believing in that religion. I'm still going to sit and speak with you and listen to what you have to say because it's interesting to know people's mindset on how they view God or how they view religion. It's interesting to me. And it broadens my mind and gives me a better understanding on how to either approach the next person that could be right where they are at, or also just adding to my knowledge and making me a little bit more in tune and understanding. Recently sat down and talked with this person and they had a lot to say about the Bible and pretty much saying, trying to not even so much pick it apart, but discredit it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I would say something, he was like, oh, well, you know, I don't read the Bible and it's like confusing. And I want to have the art the conversation, the argument, the disagreement. I want to engage in this conversation, but I literally can't because it's literally one-sided. I have more knowledge about this than you do. And all, but you have so much to say about it. And that's what's confusing me. A lot of us can relate to that when we gossip in and we talk in our mess with our friends about a situation. We got so much to say about that person, and we ain't never stepped foot. In the room with this with the person ever. We ain't never talked to the person, but we got so much to say about. We in tune to who they are through someone else. Someone else's perspective has given us permission to speak so highly and so confidently about something that we literally don't know about. Kind of like, you know, form of ignorance. Sitting with this guy, telling him this, I'm like, I can't really have this conversation with you, but I encourage you to seek out the information for yourself. And I think that's the best information I can give people. And I know it's like, well, people shouldn't have to read the Bible to, you know, whatever rebuttal. And no, I'm not trying to press people to read the Bible, but it seems like he has a lot to say about how the Bible isn't and isn't this and that or whatever the case may be or what it is. And I'm like, but you haven't read it. That's confusing. And my example was, that's like me trying to have a conversation with you about a movie. The movie I picked was Avatar or something like that. It's like, I can't really have the conversation with you because you haven't seen the movie. And his response was so interesting to me. It was like, well, I believe God gives us the power of imagination. So I think I could still have the conversation with you and just, you know, use my imagination and continue a good dialogue. Let's go back to what I said about standing on truth. You are not engaged in the Bible. You don't have a truth to stand on. So when someone's telling you about the Bible, you cannot confirm or deny if that what they said is in fact true or false. If somebody is talking to me with their imagination about Avatar, I'm going to immediately know that they do not know what they're talking about. You can name off the characters all day long, and what they look like and the, the pretty scenes what if we start talking about the plot and the storyline and are we just going to use our imagination and to me that's almost like a gray area you just gonna sit there and lie and pretend like you have you watched the movie and you just carry on a dialogue because you just want it to seem like you have which is the same thing with the bible and then he goes on he was like well there are more than one ways to work out and then you know way i do this workout could still get the same result and i said no that's a general statement we I specifically said a movie, a specific movie at that. I didn't say something that has multiple results. I go there anyways, we moving on. <laughs> I say that to say it's important to get the word for yourself, to know what that truth is. Because not everybody is reliable. Sometimes I read the scriptures verbatim on this podcast. Sometimes I do the destiny interpretation of it because you know, I don't know that's how to. Like, this is how I felt when I read the scripture, you know, and I would just pass it along. You know what I'm saying? I say that because that's my experience, but you can only get so much from me. You can get the full effect when you read it for yourself. You cannot love the Lord or walk with God living vicariously through others. What if you had to do that with your relationships? It wouldn't feel like a relationship. It wouldn't be an intimate relationship you'd have always somebody else that you'd have to go through to get to that person. You want to talk to them. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Let me, let me, and it's, it's not even like talk. It's that person will go talk to them, tell them what you have to say, bring that back to you. And that's how y'all communicate. Something can get misconstrued. Something can get lost in translation. It's important to get it for yourself, whether you believe or you don't believe it. Re- it really is important, but why? why is reading the bible so important destiny listen i get it y'all think it's a chore sometimes and at first it becomes that because it's not something you're naturally used to doing you don't just wake up and be like let's read the bible i get it i understand practice consistency things that we already do in relationships we keep doing it how do you figure out a person that you think is fine and want to be in a relationship with, you figure out who they are by talking with them consistently every day, going out with them every other week or every week, whatever the case may be. I don't know what y'all schedule is. That is how you get to know the person. That is the same way you will get to know God. When you read the Bible, God speaks to you in his word in many different ways. I'm still not sure of all of them. Okay. Cause, and, and it'll be, personalized. He's going to probably speak to you differently than the way he speaks to me. X, Y, Z, blah, 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 How do you know this? Read your Bible. (laughs) And when you read it, it will in fact read you. It will get in your business. And I think that's another reason why people kind of don't want to pick it up because it's like, oh, if I read this, I'm going to be told about myself. And it's funny because we don't like Bible thumpers because that's essentially, you know, what they do. They'll pick a part out where you shouldn't be doing this. The Bible says. Right. We don't like that because somebody else is convicting us of something that we know we should not be doing. It's probably going to be on a personal level at that point. Not so stinky and rude like, but definitely going to chop you up a little bit when you read it. You know you ain't supposed to be doing something. Your soul say you ain't supposed to be doing something. You read it it says you ain't supposed to be doing something. You're going to feel a little conviction coming on. So God love you too much to leave you how you are. Okay, Get ready. Get ready to change. Anyways, another thing is God's word never fails. When you stand on it, you will see the truth in that truth. Sitting down with the dude, uh, he ended up sending me a video. I sent him a video of pretty much a guy talking about how he would searched all of the religions and everything resulted back to Jesus Christ. Cool, wonderful. So he said it was just only a logical way for me to you know, Jesus route, right? I sent that to him. To show like this person actually did his research and sought him out instead of just taking podcasts and tweets and. Instagram videos and then going off of that. He said he researched this. And I say that because this is an old video. So there was no Instagram. There was no Twitter. Okay. At this point, it, the, your primary source was probably some books. So I guess that sparked something in him to send me a video about a guy talking about how the characters in the Bible aren't real. And so if the characters in the Bible aren't real, Jesus isn't real. And then had this big introduction, and I, I'm not going to say introduction because maybe I was late, the, the where the video started was probably late to the seminar or the wherever they were at. So he starts talking about how all the characters are not real. It kind of wipes off, wipes out a lot of the major religions or whatever, right? Listening attentively because I'm trying to meet this person where he's at. I'm trying to get a better understanding on what he is feeling about God in the Bible. And I'm glad I did this. So I listened, get all the way to the end. And he pretty much says, I think it was Ephesians. It was Ephesians six. Let me not lie because we don't have time for that. In there, I'm gonna find the scripture, but he talks about how, in, he talk, it was in Ephesians, it is talking about, here we go. I think about the story of Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar. Lord, I still ain't got it. Ephesians ain't this big. Lord, help me. Okay, my goodness. Dang it, it ain't even Ephesians. It's Galatians. My apologies. See, it's important to read your word because your memory don't be there all the time for you. Be just, no. Galatians, my bad, four and 22. For it is written that Abraham had two sons. One of a bond woman and the one of a free, but he who has, but he who was of the bond woman was born according to the flesh, and he of the free woman through promise. And then this is the part that the man highlighted. After that, man read that this was his this was his um epiphany moment. His you need to be woke moment. Verse twenty four. Which things are symbolic? The whole crowd was like, mmm. Now, my version says symbolic. The man's version said an allegory. An allegory meaning a story. Deemed that since it was a story, it was not true. And I thought that was funny. Because, you know, when we're talking about, we gossip and we're telling people stories about our life. Say that sentence again. When we're telling people stories about our life. Just because something is a story does not mean that it's fake. An allegory also is used to tell a, I think it said, tell a spiritual story or something like that to to get the idea across. And I just thought that was interesting that he, with all his might, stood on that one word. And because of that one word, he said, So that means that this is a story. It's not true. So if it's not true, Abraham's not real, you know, then that person isn't real. Then that person is real. And Jesus isn't real. That's what was his conclusion. And that's where the video stopped. They didn't go back to the Bible. They just continued to discredit the Bible and God and this religion and X, Y, Z. And this is why I say it's important to get it for yourself because I didn't stop there. I didn't stop where he felt like he had won. <laughs> I continue to read. It says for these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar for Hagar is the Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children, pretty much all in all symbolizing the children of Hagar and the children of Sarah. God promised Abraham many descendants, as many as the stars, right? That story is symbolic to the promise that Galatians continues to go on to. I'm glad I took the time to stop and see what this guy was trying to prove because it it discredited his self. And that's what people will do. They will read something and they won't continue. They won't go around it. They'll just stay right there where it proves their point. It's important to get the word for yourself because we don't want to be misguided by anybody because they feel they have the power to do so because you've given it to them. Oh, they're not going to pick up the Bible and know for sure what it really says. Again, this man didn't read the Bible, but he saw a video about a guy discrediting a, it, discrediting the Bible and thought it was firm and solid to send to me to discredit my faith. Now, he probably didn't send it to me to discredit my faith, but to to get a better understanding as to why he does not read the Bible, why he does not feel it is necessary to read the Bible. And I get it. If I if I saw that and I never read the Bible, oh, I'd be right where he was at. Completely. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not reading it. Did you hear what they said about it? It's not true. <laughs> I would be in, as gullible as I was back, oh, yeah, that would have been enough for me. Completely. Getting God's word for yourself was the sentence that motivated me to go deeper and start reading. I got curious. I got so curious. And you know what they say about curiosity. Curiosity killed the cat. And in this case, curiosity kills your flesh. Your fleshly, flesh fleshly, your fleshly desires. Once you see how God walks and talks and what's pleasing to him and what's displeasing to him and how he lived, how he talked to people, how he led people, you'll see who he is. And then slowly but surely, your desires become his, and it aligns. And that's when you start, oh, let me put the alcohol down. Oh, Let me not watch this on TV. Oh, I don't want to listen to that music anymore. Where people see the end result of having a relationship with God and correspond that to this person's religious, they. And I don't want to do all those things to get to where they are. But sometimes that's not a lot of our story. And it's good that it's not that. We didn't start off doing everything right and then get to God. No, 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 no. Because that's not how he wants us to come. He wants us to come as we are broken, disgusting, evil, lost. That's how he wants us in our raw form. And then he changes us from the inside out. A lot of us. Want to be changed from the outside in. Oh, if I do this, God's going to bless me. If I do this, God's going to bless me. No, we're not checking off boxes. We're not being Pharisees. No, you see how he dragged the Pharisees. We ain't trying to be nobody's Pharisee up here. Okay, we trying to be a person that has a relationship with the Lord. Amen. The key is consistency. Again, the relationship, you have to be committed. (laughs) Figuring out who he was. I was hungry. I wanted a better understanding. This is the perfect, this is the perfect acceptable time to stalk God. This is when it's okay. This is the one person you can stalk and it not lead to any, you know, um, restraining orders. Dig into your your inner Joe minus the killing. We are not doing that. We are not doing that. We are just being really thorough with finding out who Jesus is. I do need, Do not need that misconstrued at all. We just, research-wise, we're going to dig deep and figure out who the Lord is. You hear me? Good. I don't need no more things. Without talking to anybody in a relationship, I can assure you that relationship is going to fail. See, me, I don't like when people ignore me. You got a couple of times where you don't answer me, and I'm good. I'm done. I've already decided that you don't want to deal with me, and I'm good with that. Don't talk to me. You go days without talking to me, weeks. Oh, don't let it be weeks. Without talking to me, I'm going to be salty. I'm going to be salty. And I know that's how I feel. That's how annoyed I would be. I don't want to do that to God. And honestly, I'm not at the point where I was like, I can't. Like, I'm invested now. Lord, we here forever. Can't get rid of me, you know? So it is important to read the Bible for yourself, whether you are reading it, to understand, reading it, just to have an argument. I believe God's still going to move. He's, I mean, the word's still going to stand. It is what it is. Yes, there's a, a million versions out there, but the principles still stay the same. And they are timeless. They can be used today. They can be used 20 years from now. They can be used 50 years ago. Timeless. I say give it a try. Now, I've seen people be very consistent. I've been very consistent with people who I knew were bad for me. We have so much faith in things that we want to see change. And that's crazy to me. We have so much faith in potential, things that are not seen. But people want to question why I love a God I cannot see. I didn't see y'all's potential, but I was still standing there for you. I'm still waiting on the potential to come up. I don't see it yet. Mm. So let me direct that energy to somebody who, no, I don't physically see but i see him in when he blesses me when he gives me certain situations that i've prayed for when he answers my prayers when i feel him still don't see no change in that person that i want to see change in but i was there seeing him looking at him touching him poking him no change all i'm saying is get that energy to God and see what it does see what it does that's what i did that's what i did that's what i'm continuing to do and some stuff i still don't know i'm seeking the holy spirit right now Okay, I am doing a Bible plan right now getting to know him better. Probably redundant. Yes, because a lot of the scriptures I have read, but some of them I haven't. So I think it's a good refresher, keep my understanding and grow my knowledge on who the Holy Spirit is and what he's come to do, what he's doing, his reason for being, which I have do now it he is the truth. He is relaying that message. He is the text message that we send to people. That is that connection between him, me, and God. It's amazing and mind-blowing. Can't wrap my head around it. You can't wrap your head around it. All I know is that it's real. Just got to get a better understanding on it. Well, that concludes. The t- Ouch, something is in my eyeball. that concludes today's episode, I hope. Y'all have a good day. It's going to be a great